This podcast contains explicit language. Hey, it's Mike from 424recording.com, and I just want to say, if you're a fan of the podcast or channel, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash 424recording. Hello, and welcome to 424 Recording, a podcast featuring interviews with musicians, artists, YouTubers, and other creatives about the creative process. We're also talking all things music, especially in the punk, grunge, bedroom, and indie rock genres. Damn, it's good to be back. Podcast number 36, 424 Recording. It's your boy Mike on Impatience, a.k.a. Moves Like a Tank. Yeah, we're not short of military analogies here. Strictly in the World War II sense, so let's get into it. I was over at the post office the other day, and uh, stamps.com, no, I'm just kidding, hashtag not sponsored. I was over at the post office the other day, and I saw, when I walked in, a couple people, millennial-aged, or Generation Z, I guess I'm on the cusp of millennial-aged, I think they say people after 1984, so I'm one of the oldest millennials, I suppose. But anyway, saw some millennial people there filling out some forms you know the post office they have a desk where you have different forms uh, international forms custom forms those kind of things you know there may be a three by four sheet of paper not even and you got to fill out your address and things like that and I don't know exactly the form they were filling out but there's two of them standing there filling something out for packages they were trying to send and I literally overheard one of them say man, is this even worth it? Is it even worth filling this out? And granted, I don't know what they were talking about specifically, whether it was, you know, should we even bother sending this stuff, etc. But what hit me was that they didn't even have the time or the patience to fill out a sheet of paper that was literally would take you 30 seconds. It's really not that hard. So again, not snap. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, make any judgments, but it kind of got the wheels moving and, and got me thinking about impatience and the growing impatience in today's cell phone culture. Uh, so, yeah, impatience in today's world, I noticed for myself, has gotten worse. I noticed for my wife, it's worse. I noticed for friends, it's worse. I noticed people don't remember things that they talk to you about. I have always, I've always been blessed with a great memory, and I've been able to recall things and situations and things I've talked to with people, but getting to a point where it's frustrating talking with some people and they don't remember that you had conversations with them or they've already told you things, but memory, and that's a kind of a different conversation. But the, the growing impatience in the cell phone era, I think is becoming a bigger problem. I notice it a lot with myself with certain silly little things. If things don't happen fast enough sometimes for me, I freak out. No, I don't freak out, but I just get angry. I can feel the the burning rage starting, you know, inside and I can, and, and just little stupid things, just like these people at the post office that I saw, I sometimes question the worth of doing menial tasks that aren't happening fast enough. Uh, I can't think of a great example off the top of my head, but something like boiling water. It's like, oh, is it even worth it to boil this water? It's taking way too long. I want to just eat something very quickly. And that's never happened to me, but that's the only example I can think of off the top of my head. So just little shit like that, you know. I'm not sure what it means, but I'm trying to be more conscious and more aware of when I feel like that and trying to take a step back. What hit me yesterday at the food store 
sometimes I, I fucking hate going to the food store. It's just one of those tasks that feels repetitive in a bad way. You know, I think it's one of those tasks that would be great to be automated, but then if you have other people picking your food, maybe they don't pick the best stuff, etc. I guess that's an American thing because I think in Italy, and I remember being in Italy and places like that, and they said, well, it's kind of offensive if you pick your own fruit or you kind of go through um, a fruit seller or vegetable seller's wares and kind of pick ones. Like they kind of give them to you. You say, hey, I want a couple onions and I want an apple, and they'll give them to you. And if you, you know, you just trust that they're giving you a good one. And obviously that's a whole totally different thing. But I had this realization because there was a lot of people at the food store and I fucking hate going to the food store when there's a lot of people. I think part of this growing impatience for me also grew out of my old job. I think I spoke a little bit about it last week or the week before. Post office, used to work at the post office. And it was best a job where whether you got done in 10 hours, five hours, you got paid the same amount, so you just sped up. And I, I kind of got my life, I noticed that spilled over into the rest of my life and still is something, I'm always moving a million miles an hour trying to get everything done, thinking of ways of being more productive. Like if I'm gonna take the garbage out, I also have to take out the recycling all at one, one shot or something. And again, that's not the greatest example, but th- things of that nature, I'm always trying to group tests together and food shopping, I'm always trying to bolt through the food store and because I just want to get out of there and get home, and that's exactly how I used to feel at work. So, but I was thinking, you know, I started to slow down consciously, and I started to say, I'm going to move like a tank in here and just kind of go, go in very slowly, steadily, not worry about darting around people, not worry about where I got to be. I don't have to be anywhere. I did all my responsibilities for the day, the wind-down time of the day, just getting some food or whatever. <clears throat> excuse me, and, you know, it really helped me to think more about my own patience and, you know, whether you kind of give yourself this artificial anxiety and run around the store, just the, the conscious act of slowing down kind of put me more in the moment, and I realized I didn't really give a fuck about being there. I'll just take my time. I only had to get a couple of things rather than move around like a madman. Like, what am I racing off to, you know? And I think that's a good analogy for just life in general. We always feel like we're going to be racing to an end point. And what are you going to do when you get there? So I think this impatience is, is really starting to mess with people's brains. I think it's changing people's ability to stick with something for the long haul, and which I think is problematic because there's a lot of things in life like playing a guitar that takes longer than just sitting down with it for two minutes and, and being able to master it. It can be a lifelong obsession. It can be a lifelong journey for people, drums, any kind of instrument relationships, applying for, you know, jobs, uh, filling out forms at the post office, you know, all these kind of things. Like there's certain things that take longer than just the instant gratification that we've become accustomed to with phones. And I I could see that becoming more and more of an issue in my own life, and that's why I'm trying to head it off. But at the same time, I think I've always been a patient person. A lot of people used to recommend to me to be a teacher, and I got very jaded, and, you know, I kind of realized, like, people don't appreciate teachers. And while I think I would be good at it, and I think at one point I was thinking about doing it, 
I just don't want to deal with kids and all the, all the bullshit that goes on today. And, you know, not to be jaded, but it just, I don't know. It, it's not my thing. Maybe it would be. Maybe it could have been. Maybe it is in another universe, in a parallel universe, but not in this one, baby. So I really, truly believe that patience going forward will be a superpower and something worth cultivating in your own life. And that's why I was talking with Jody at one point about meditation. I think that's also why there's a, a move toward more people meditating and it becoming more in the forefront of culture and people saying like, oh, well, meditation will soon be, you know, what people think of as exercise is good for you as exercise and, and doing things like that. And just having a conscious effort to pull back and slow down and develop mindfulness, really, I think what it comes down to, you know, when people are being impatient because the Wi-Fi slows down or they can't order a pizza in two minutes or something. I don't know where that ends, you know, I don't know where that leads to because it, it kind of seems like either people are going to continue to with, you know, evolve with technology and, and continue to expect things like instantly, which Amazon does a really good job of, you know, shipping things to you now within a day if you're in some cities. You know, like certain things just just take a lot of a lot of time. It's it's crazy to think. But so I think for me, I want to start cultivating patience, especially in terms of the channel. Like sometimes I get impatient with working on stuff, shooting a video, uh, writing scripts. Like this stuff takes time. That that's just the nature of the beast. And I would like to speed my process up. I think I've gotten a lot better. I think I've figured out things and hacks that work for me. But the, the process itself, if, if I didn't have a certain level of patience, I probably would have given up on everything I've already learned in the past couple of years doing this. And which brings me to my next point is I finally have something that's working for me as a creative. And, and the thing is, sometimes I still have no patience, right? Like this is the journey. The journey is right here happening. What I'm working on, I have this amazing creative outlet, amazing task fam and fans of the channel, people supporting me and the things I'm talking about and the things I'm doing and, and, you know, finding parallels in their life and validating, you know, that we all kind of struggle with these things and you're not alone in your struggle of pursuing the creative life and just life in general. So the rewards are, are really awesome, you know, it's very fulfilling. And I think that's the, the biggest thing is, is, is just, Enjoying the journey, it's cliche as fuck, but, you know, if I was just, I'm not even sure what the end point is that I want to reach, but I guess I have this part of me that feels like I've gotten older and people say, oh, you know, 30s, you're still pretty young, but, you know, it's hard sometimes not to compare yourself to other people and other people's situations and, but everybody's life is different and that's something I've realized too, um, Obviously, just comparing yourself to other people is a fool's errand, but it, it can just be frustrating because I feel like I was talking with this with my buddy Brian actually yesterday. Brian, what up? Shout out. He's starting his channel. He's been doing some vids, which is really cool. I'll have to bump a uh, link to him in the description or the cards or something. But Brian's been on the on the podcast and on the channel a few times. He's been in the live streams and stuff. You probably know Yellow Rainbow. We'll, we'll give him a shout out next time. So... But yeah, I was talking with him and just kind of, you know, at one point I was reflecting, he's, he's been reflecting a little bit about 
how his business isn't exactly what he's been, you know, hoping it would be in terms of reaching people and, and, you know, some of his students are kind of falling out of their music practice. He's a music uh, teacher slash, you know, private lessons kind of guy. And I was, you know, thinking about that in terms of my own life too. You know, I spent so much time pursuing music and, and kind of, you know, putting other things to the side. And sometimes I question, you know, where that has really gotten me. And uh, sometimes I feel like I haven't built anything, you know, not that everybody has to build something, but I feel like what the gains that I've made have not necessarily having an untraditional path and not having a path that was clearly defined. That's something I talk about a lot, but, you know, having with certain jobs and things like that, if you're on a certain track, track, you know, you can see the build. It's, it's almost like an RPG video game or something. You start out as, you know, a level one fighter and then, you know, hours later you're level 60 or something. You know, I, I don't feel that sometimes I don't recognize or don't look at that progression or don't see that progression. And uh, But again, I probably wouldn't be here doing this podcast and being able to talk about these kind of things and if I hadn't gone through those experiences, but I guess what I'm saying is like the tangible track that I've consciously put myself on is not always recognizable as one that has tangible gains in the real world. Whereas, and I think that's because the journey that I'm on in my life is more of a spiritual one than one of accumulating bullshit that I don't need. So, but it can be hard to exist and it can be hard to be on a spiritual journey in a world that does not necessarily reflect the benefits and the, the um, value of a journey that is not, does not have tangible rewards, if that makes sense. So maybe that's a subject for another podcast, but That's a hard balance, I think, to strike as a creative person because so many people will... I've talked to a lot of people about this recently, emails and comments and things like that, and you kind of have to really define your own success, which is another podcast episode, and, and just constantly be staving off other people's bullshit and other people's projections of their values onto you. So I don't know. That's another topic for another another day, I suppose. My neighbor's phone is ringing. I guess they're not home. The phone is ringing. Oh my god. So uh, to go back to the tank analogy, uh, I think it's important to to move more like a tank. I haven't really thought this analogy out that well, so maybe it won't work. But the slow crushing movement of a tank, you know, it just. It can just go over everything, and I guess it's kind of a destructive analogy, but I like the idea of, of the crushing forward movement. You know, whatever you're doing, do it slow enough that you can do everything very well and crush everything in your path. And I mean crush in the positive, like, you're crushing it, bro, and like that kind of Gary Vaynerchuk kind of thing, you know. He has a book called Crushing It, or Crush It. I think he has two books like that, but... I like the analogy in that sense. I like the analogy of slowing down, moving through life with purpose, stopping to be able to, or not stopping, but being able to look around and smell the roses, you know, uh, cliche alert, hashtag cliche alert. 
you know, being able to sometimes when you're driving in a car, you know, the, the speed of, of driving, you don't get to really look around at what your surroundings are all the time. And sometimes you drive through some pretty beautiful places, but you don't, because you're going so fast and it's, and it can be dangerous, you can't really look around and, and, and check those out. So I think there's something to be said about slowing down, moving like a tank, crushing everything in your path. Yeah. Um, oh, which brings me to the Confucius popular quote I quote all the time. It does not matter how slow you go as long as you do not stop. Uh, really good advice for pretty much any facet of life and a really good one in terms of this patience talk and impatience talk. I guess the last thing I want to end on is bands that pay for publicity. Well, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it. I don't know. When I wrote, I have a little script today. When I wrote that out, it seemed to make more sense, but yeah, bands that pay for publicity I guess the, 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 the conclusion or the preface, no, the uh, epilogue is here today, gone tomorrow, you know. It, in a way, it's, it may be necessary if, if you're pursuing music to promote your art in a fashion that pays a PR company to put your band out there. But I think in today's world, such that with social media especially, there's something to be said about building your own organic community of people. Uh, that's something that's kind of, you know, I've had interest in my band a bit and I never really knew that this was a way you could do it. And it's kind of just been, a, I would say, a collateral damage of, of having done the channel, which is cool. But I, I think that idea of just, I mean, unless you have endless amounts of cash and you can pay to promote your shit, which I, I don't know, I'm just not in that world anymore, but I, I just felt like it was a, a good a good way to close out on this idea of, of being impatient because people want the reward without having to do the work. And, uh, I'm beginning to realize, and I've said this a million times and it's almost a cliche at this point, but the work is the reward. <laughs> uh, cause if it's not, all the other stuff doesn't mean anything. Cause I don't think the other stuff really means that much. <laughs> so Got to gotta enjoy the work, got to enjoy showing up, got to enjoy being here. And yeah, move like a tank. Um, I guess it, it's all worth doing. And uh, it's important to slow down sometimes. All right, I guess that's it. I'm kind of winding down. A little, little low-energy podcast today. I think it started out of the gate pretty good. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Make sure you do something you want to do today, okay? <laughs>